0: You know what's actually scarier than not knowing what to think about the hockey team? Yeah, it's knowing what to think. Good morning to Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. The Penguins are home from a really, truly miserable trip a two gamer out in Las Vegas and Tempe and we don't need to go over those again. They've now lost 4 of their past 5. They've lost 6 out of 9 in this month of January. And coming up this weekend they've got back-to-back home games against a couple of teams who tend to do pretty well against them in the Panthers and the Canadiens. And yeah, it's getting dark outside, isn't it? That's that's the feel that I have and I don't expect that the feel will be any different when I head up to Cranberry this morning to cover practice. This is a group that's in a bad spot and worse by far, this is a group that knows the answer to all of the various questions. It just elects whether it's consciously or subconsciously, to not abide by that answer, to not think that it's good enough, or to think that there's a shortcut around it. It's not about effort. I can't stress that enough. It's not about the penguins not giving a crap. It's nowhere near that simple. It's that everything about their background, speaking in a generality here because of the collective doesn't allow them to think, yeah, the first thing that I need to be doing on this hockey rink is defending and defending hard, or making a safe smart pass instead of the passes that I've made my whole life. You can't just flip the switch. Maybe for a game or two, maybe when the Kraken pass by, or the Avalanche, or the Golden Knights, and you'll see it in spurts. Did it to the Bruins in spurts. But then as soon as it dawned on them in any of those games, including the ones where they had the big leads over Boston, the nice lead they had in Las Vegas the other night, instead of saying to themselves, well, we can just do this thing that we know that we're supposed to be doing and we'll get the desired result. They don't do that. They don't do that. Who's to blame? Who's to blame? tell you what, I'm sure not looking at the captain. You can say whatever you want about Sidney Crosby being less than vocal as a leader. And Sid is not exactly the type to stir things up. That's not just to what you see. That's behind the scenes as well. But the way he's always led is to perform. And my goodness, has he performed. Evgeny Malkin's an easy target right now, but there's a reason he's an easy target. He's been lousy. And on top of that, he hasn't been particularly accountable. Chris Letang, another easy target. These are, by and large, the leadership guys. Mike Sullivan, easy target, fair target. Nobody is charged more than the head coach of a hockey team to make sure that they're playing and performing the way you want them to, then the head coach himself. If all concerned can agree that this team can only contend by defending first and foremost, and one would think they all agree on that, at least vocally, then this is a poor reflection on the head coach, too. What do you change? Who do you change? Kyle Dubas isn't firing Sullivan. I mean, we can squawk about it, meaning people in Pittsburgh are people who follow the team, that's fair game. Dubas isn't firing Sullivan. That's not going to happen. So what do you change? Do you send somebody significant out? Do you have a a Jim Rutherford-style shake-up trade? Remember like the Carl Hagelin one? I'll show these guys. I'll send one of their very favorite people all the way to the other side of the country for no real reason. And if you do, who would it be? Jake Gensel? Really? You're going to say that you're doing everything in your power to give Sid another chance at a Stanley Cup, but you're going to trade the best left winger he's ever had in his prime when they're at peak compatibility. No, no. You want to move Eric Carlson out and just say, hey, we tried this. It didn't work. Okay. Are you aware of what a headache that was for the Sharks and why? about the no-movement clause, about how he basically holds all of the cards. And the same goes for Gino, and the same goes for a bunch of guys on this roster. That's not Dubas' fault, that's Ron Hextall's fault. But it still exists. It's still there. And what are you left with? What are you left with? I have a feeling, don't ask me why, because there's nothing really substantive behind it, that you're going to see... A couple of moves made, just, you know, Volteri Pustinen down, Ryan Shea up or down. I don't even know which one he is right now. That kind of stuff, just to make everybody a little uneasy. Ooh, who went down? Who came up? But that's largely because that's all that's available. My solution, not that anybody would ask, and not even that I'd necessarily be right, would be to just buckle down. I don't see another way. I really don't. I could see Sullivan spending the better part of the next 72 hours impressing, or at least attempting to impress upon his players that, hey, if you don't win, not one, but both of these games heading into this bye week, followed by the all-star break, it's nine full days off, then you can just kiss all of this goodbye including the sanctity of the core and how these players will always be here together and even you know get goofy about it point out that Gino is gonna put up his thousandth point in another uniform in another city it's a desperate time it calls for that sort of thing that's not really in Sullivan's DNA but then neither is failure of this scope He's going to have to pull out everything he's got here. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Jason, who says DK, you've pretty much covered everything that I've been meaning to say, but the real question for me is how does Kyle Dubas fix this? Can he? Will he? I'll say it again. What would you have him do? What are the moves that anyone would perceive that are available to him that would work within this broader context of trying to win while Sid is here? You know, the only one that's sitting there on the table is Jake Gensel. And I, I, how Why? If you're trying to win now, the last guy you're sending out of here is the guy who's the most productive goal scorer who's supporting Sid directly. What does that do? Even if you were to achieve an overpay on the other end, even if you were to engineer one of those trades where you just get a lot younger and a lot faster and whatever other pipe dreams anybody has about the kind of return that would come for Jake, how does that dovetail with, let's win another one with Sid? And in turn, what impact does that have on the player who is still by far the best thing that you have going? Not because of his resume, not because of his stature, because of his goals, because of how he scores. So, What do you do? What do you do if you're Dubas? What do you do when you wake up this morning and head to the rink in Cranberry? What's going through your head? What can you pull off? You can bring up this guy or that guy, as I mentioned in the opening segment, from Wilkes-Barre. You can... I guess if you're really feeling it, meaning the urgency to make a move, you could go ahead and send one of your goaltenders to a team that's in need of a player at the most important position. You could send them Alex Nadalkovich. If you find somebody who would be willing to take on Tristan Jari's contract, you could send them Jari, and then you could say, listen, your Blomquist is... 22 years old. He's one of the very best goaltenders in the AHL. Yeah, we get that he's a a rookie in that league, but now's the time. We needed to do something. And then you have Magnus Helberg still in place as your number three. There. What else? What else we got? What do you think you're going to get for Nedeljkovic, too? You know? Or Jari, for that matter. If you want to entertain the idea that he would approach... Carlson and say, hey, you know, Carl, this just didn't work out here, man. Sorry about that. Can we discuss another possible move here? Is that a, an option that we can put on the table? We'll work with you. We'll talk to you. We'll communicate with your agent. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess. But what do you think you're getting for him? What did the Sharks get for him? See where I'm going here? Every which way you turn, You run into a cement wall, except for one, and that's to just swallow some pride and play hockey with at least a semblance of humility and understanding of what the current situation is. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Going to do another one of these tomorrow.